Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And a key block by the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. Yes, indeed. It is that time. Let's start with the game that we will have on KMOX. And Danon Hughes is going to join us at 11.15 from Las Vegas. He is the radio analyst on the Chiefs radio network. We'll talk about this matchup between the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Chiefs have won five in a row, 10 of the last 11, and 15 of 17. But the Chiefs have a problem. And that is that this is very surprising, actually. They got shut out by the Eagles in the second half at Arrowhead Stadium and lost that game. And they have not scored in the second half of their past three games. I don't understand that. They have been shut out in the second half of their past three games. They have an offense that has a league low 53 points in the second half this season as a result. Their offense... And defense are good. I mean, there's no doubt that they're a good team. It's just odd that in the second half, they don't have any punch. So that said, I think they're going to win this game in Vegas. I think the Raiders are in some trouble. I, I think that this will be a Chiefs home game, first of all. I think the Chiefs fans have been planning on this Vegas trip for a while. They'll be all lathered up and ready to go. They've been out and about in Vegas and they've been champing at the bit and they've been upset about everything that happened in that game against the Eagles. And they've been talking about it at the casinos and the restaurants and the shows, and they're ready for some football. I'm certain they are getting uh tying one on right now and getting ready for this game. Uh, this is a three twenty five kickoff on KMOX. chiefs are a nine point favorite. I love the chiefs here. I'm going to take the chiefs minus nine, give the Raiders the nine. Chiefs uh, actually wake up today and uh, show off a little bit against a Raiders team. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with the Raiders necessarily. Uh, they've won two out of their last three, but I think they could be up against it today against this Chiefs team. The noon games today, let's go there. New Orleans at Atlanta. That one kicks off at noon. The Saints are a one-point favorite in Atlanta. I will take the Falcons at home plus one. Let's go to Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. The Steelers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Cincinnati. That's because Joe Burrow has an injured wrist, and he has lost 
for the season. Therefore, Jake Browning is the coach of the Bengals. And the Steelers have their own turmoil to deal with. They just fired their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, after losing to the Cleveland Browns, which, as I said on the show last week, the Browns have a very good defense, and they can give you fits. And if you don't have your offense together, it's going to be bad. And that's exactly what we had. So I think we'll have a low-scoring game, but I don't do over-unders in this. I do point spread only in these picks. And the Steelers, minus two and a half. I will take the Bengals plus two and a half at home in what is going to be a very chilly day. Just an ugly day there, actually. 46 degrees, kind of like here, ugly and rainy. Uh, I'll go with the Bengals in a low-scoring game at home against the Steelers. Just, you know, the Steelers are sputtering right now, losing their offensive coordinator. Could they magically get it going? I don't know. They're just going to have to win it ugly. But I'm going to go Bengals getting two and a half at home, even without Joe Burrow. They ugly it up. Okay, Drew, and they get the win. Carolina at Tennessee. Uh, The Panthers are three-and-a-half-point dogs here against the Titans. This is a matchup of a 1-9 team at a 3-7 team. With all respect to our Titans fans in the audience, this is why I say college football's regular season is better than the NFL. This game has ugly written all over it. It is not compelling to me. If you find this interesting, that's great. (laughs) But I will do... The point spread anyway. I got Tennessee minus three and a half at home. All right, let's get to some good games, can we? Tampa Bay at Indianapolis, better. Uh, the Bucks at the Colts, four and six team at the five and five Colts. Colts two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, the thing that I find interesting here is the Colts do have a lot to play for here. They've won back to back games, so they're now in the playoff hunt, and you know that does make things a little more interesting here. I think Derrick Henry is just so tough to stop. That's always the X factor in this game. He listen, how about this? He needs two yards and he'll become the 38th player in NFL history with 9,000 yards rushing in his career. And he right now is one of the top running backs in the league and tough to stop. I mean, he is a hall of famer on the way to being uh, wearing one of those gold jackets in Canton. At any rate, I'm going to go with, um, uh, and again, I'm going back. That's the Carolina Tennessee game. But just to mention that, I'll give that game some credit. I, I just trashed that game, uh, but I will give that game some credit. Is that Derrick Henry has a chance to do that? So I shouldn't completely say that it's unwatchable. I'm just trying to be nice. Back to the Tampa Bay Colts game. I'll go Colts at home with their playoff hunt uh, still in play. Minus two and a half. I think they win that game. Uh, Some other noon games today. Let's look at New England at the Giants. Oh, my gosh. Here we are back to another ugly, boring game. I mean, come on, Drew. What's what's the deal with your Giants there? Although the Giants did, as I predicted. Uh, I took the points last week. I told you, take them. Uh, They won at Washington, 31-19. Now they are four-and-a-half-point dog at home against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, who are two-and-eight. I'm going to take the Patriots giving the points to the Giants. Patriots minus four and a half at the Giants. We'll see if I'm right on that one. Jacksonville at Houston. Jaguars at Texans. I know everyone's uh, excited about the Texans and their quarterback play, and it's been good. C.J. Stroud's been really good. Uh, This Jacksonville team is pretty good. Uh, They're one-point favorite on the road at Houston. I'm going to take them 
and take them minus one. I'll give the Texans a point in this matchup. Another uh, afternoon game, those are all the noon games, Cleveland at Denver at 3.05. I'm all over this Browns team with a great defense, but Denver has improved, and Sean Payton has them playing really well. They're a one-point favorite at home today. The Broncos have won four in a row, and I'm going to make it five in a row. I think the Browns, as good as they have been defensively, this is going to be a tough game for them to win, I think. I'm going to go Broncos minus one at home against the Browns. Rams at Arizona, another loser couple of teams, former St. Louis teams that decided to leave. Uh, The Rams at Arizona, Rams are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take the Cardinals at home plus two-and-a-half. Buffalo at Philadelphia. Oh, baby, Scott Jagow, you've got to get a win here. You're six and five. Got to stop losing. Uh, The Bills did rise up, as I predicted last week. They laid the hammer to the Jets. I mean, they crushed them, 32-6. to Different story here. This Eagles team is firing on all cylinders. They are the best team in the NFL. They're only a three-point favorite at home against the Bills. Give me the Eagles. Jalen Hurts has not thrown for a lot of touchdown passes here. He likes to run for them. Uh, Buffalo is very good at taking the ball away. Uh, I don't see that today. I think you keep that ball on the ground, use that uh, tush-push that they like to use, get get clock moving, and do your thing, Eagles. I, I like the Eagles in this game and I will take them minus three against the Bills. Baltimore at the Chargers. Baltimore's minus three on the road against the Chargers. Chargers are a weird team. Four and six team, I feel like they should be much better than that. They're going to have their hands full today. I like Baltimore minus three on the road. The night game uh, tomorrow, Monday Night Football, Chicago at Minnesota. The Bears are bad. The Vikings have tried to figure out a way to get themselves into a position to get to the postseason. They're going to try to sweep the Bears for the third straight season. They're a three-point favorite. I think they take care of that easily. Vikings minus three at home on Monday Night Football. I'll say it for the thousandth time. There is no excuse that the Bears are this bad. The Bears are the best team. Uh, They're not the best team. They are the biggest team in Chicago. They They are Chicago's team. No excuse. They should be a much better franchise than they are. And I feel very badly for my friends who are Bears fans. We'll take a break. We'll talk to Dane and Hughes of the Chiefs Radio Network next. Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. It's 1120 on 1120 AM. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. John Mosellock, by the way, is going to join us next week. He has promised to do that. He's unavailable Today to join us at his regular 1130 time. Don't get all excited now. Think that he's trying to swing a deal or a trade or something. I don't have that information. I do know that he is going to join us next week. We are going to be joined by Cody Schrader, the leading rusher in the SEC. He will be with us at 1145 from the University of Missouri. Here's a good player right here. Played at the University of Iowa, played in the NFL for the Chiefs. He is the Chiefs radio analyst, and he joins us from Las Vegas. He is Danon Hughes with us on KMOX. Danon, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it. What's going on, guys? It's good to be on air with you guys. I'm in the loud Allegiant Stadium, so sorry for the background noise, but uh, they get loud, pretty loud in pregame because, unfortunately for them, most of the fans here are away fans visitor fans during the game. So 
They must get their crowd noise out early, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. You picked up the phone as soon as Drew Young, our producer, called you. So uh, we appreciate that. And thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I uh, said this in our NFL picks in the previous segment. This will be a Chiefs home game. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's unfortunate for the Raiders, not that I feel any sadness for them, but coming to Vegas almost opens the door up even more for it to be a a visitor's feel for them at home. I mean, everybody, this is a destination, especially when the weather gets cold around the holidays. Chiefs Kingdom takes over Las Vegas. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun environment. It's obviously fun to be here. We've had a lot of success here and against the Raiders in recent years. We've won nine of the last ten games against them. Um, The one win that they did have, as many people may not remember, was with John Gruden orchestrating the buses to ride around Arrowhead Stadium multiple times, like taking a victory lap as they left town. And they have not been, nor has he been, successful since. So, yeah, they they know how to poke the bear a little bit. But in this game today, it's more about the bounce back of us from that loss against the Eagles and how we can bounce back versus what they'll do. There is no question about that. I mentioned it also in the last segment, so maybe you can explain what's been said over in Kansas City this week, why they can't score in the second half. What has been the issue there? Yeah, I don't know if it's a simple answer, Tom. I think it's really about just not being efficient. And But here's the cool thing, and and it sounds crazy when you're talking about going three straight games without scoring a point in the second half, is it's all correctable. It's all correctable situations that can play. Guys, the receivers, I played wide receiver for six years. You don't get to the NFL without being able to catch. So that's something that can be corrected. Um, Being able to, to... you know, just finely tune different things at halftime. That's something that is correctable. And let's also not forget that we're 7-3. and three. Now, the strangest part of that, of going three straight games without scoring a point in the second half, is that we've only gone two games between 2018 and 2022, having done that. So we go those, what, five years of Patrick Mahomes at the helm with only doing it twice, and we've done it these last three games. So these guys recognize it. They're not freaking out. We still have figured out ways to win football games without being our best. And so this is an opportunity here in the desert to, to right the ship. This is Danon Hughes, the Chiefs radio network analyst with us on KMOX. The Chiefs and the Raiders here on KMOX with a 325 kickoff, but you'll have pregame well before that. I love this network programming that you put together yourself, play-by-play man Mitch Holtis. You have Josh Klingler on the sideline. You have Dan Israel yeah. who's producing, and he's been in uh, interviewing Coach Reed after the game. Uh, I'm sure you're really proud of the product that you're cranking out uh, for us and, and our listeners. Man, it's been awesome. This is my fourth season. Right before the season, I signed another three-year contract, so uh, they won't kick me off anytime soon, which is cool. (laughs) But, I mean, it's just been a blessing. I would have never guessed, Tom, you've known me for years, going back to doing Missouri Valley football games together when I was just cutting my teeth in this media world and doing high school football games at the the Dome in St. Louis and just kind of continuing to grind. And if people would have asked me years ago, is this a dream job? 
I would have said no because I really wouldn't have ever dreamt <laughs> that it would be even possible. And to to follow behind a Hall of Famer, a two-time Hall of Famer in Len Dawson and then Kendall Gammon and then myself and be a part of Super Bowls and a great team of, of guys like you mentioned, Josh and Mitch and Dan and all the other guys that helped us engine run it's just been phenomenal man it's been a great it's always been a great organization to be a part of but to be a part of the radio side and call these games with the great players and the wins that we've had has been just a blessing you know danon hughes is with us and he played for the chiefs so certainly has seen it on both sides what that team means to that city I have been to Arrowhead to see games going way back. And even when the team was not knocking on the door of the Super Bowl, it was a special place to be. Can you explain the relationship between the team and the city, what it means to the, oh, to the, to the heart of the city? It, it's amazing. Mitch has always coined it as the Chiefs kingdom. And you guys, without the Rams being there, you guys are enveloped into the Chiefs kingdom too in St. Louis. We, we're taking you all on as well. And um, just the the energy that comes. And uh, I played in the Big Ten, played at Iowa, and it resembles a lot to college football. Even when I have family and friends come out from New Jersey, Giants fans, Cowboys fans, Jets fans from the East Coast, they they even mention that the the experience at Arrowhead Stadium is second to none. The the atmosphere, the barbecue, the tailgating, the all day event that it is. And then, obviously, it's great to have an awesome product on the field. So, in the Chiefs' kingdom, we're able to bring good football, really good football, winning football. Uh, We've been spoiled in a good way because hosting five straight AFC championships, having the best player in the league, the best tight end in the league, one of the top probably three defensive linemen in the league, uh, and the young talent that we have this year and last year with rookies contributing the way they are and, and second-year guys now, just phenomenal. So, I mean, it's like it's week 12. We know it's week 12. We're 7-3. and three. We're number two in the AFC if the playoffs started today. And we still haven't played our best football. And everybody in the Chiefs' kingdom knows that the best is still yet to come. And they're encouraged by it. They're great football fans. And, like, they love our Chiefs. And that's what's been great for me being, like, I played 30 years ago. Like I was drafted 30 years ago to this organization and uh, played six years and have been, a, been here longer than I've been anywhere else in my life. And they still embrace me as a former player in the community and everything. I mean, it's just been a blessing. And it's, it's so tough. There's so many guys that stick around Kansas City after their careers because the community – uh, embraces us in such great fashion. Yeah, they run a lot of parallels to the Cardinals here in St. Louis, yeah, no doubt. Yep. And the Blues in a lot of ways. You know, the Blues alumni mm-hmm. are so well thought of here in St. Louis. I do miss covering the NFL. I mean, I enjoyed covering the Rams on a daily basis, being there at the facility, and especially when they were good. I mean, when they when the Rams won the Super Bowl, that following year, the hype around the team was just through the roof. And I know that you have it. I mean, we know Travis Kelsey, oh, yeah. Taylor Swift, and all that. But Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is the player in the league. You've got all the expectation of a Super Bowl champion. Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach. How, how do they deal with that uh, spotlight uh, as, as an organization, you know, in particular those players? You know what's really cool? is why they're embraced so well is because they don't act like idiots. They don't act like they're above 
the community. They're above anyone else. Like you would normally think, I think uh, there are some justified stereotypes, but a lot of stereotypes uh, specifically uh, as it pertains to professional athletes are smoke and mirrors. They're not what they are. Players, I've been around them. I've been that guy. And uh, it's not like it looks or like people want to portray it. I think the Chiefs fans recognize the realness and the down-to-earth nature of Andy Reid. Even look at the commercials that he's doing. It's like, yeah, that looks like my grandfather that would steal some French fries and some chicken nuggets across the table, uh, you know, and and draw a marker, no, you know, a mustache marker on somebody. So, like, it's it's they're just a down-to-earth group. Uh, the players really engaged in the community. It starts at the top with with Clark Hunt, the Hunt family. Like they've ingrained in players going back and beyond my years to stay enveloped in the community, give back to the community, uh, stay connected in different charitable organizations, and and I think the people realize that. Like you, you might bounce around downtown Kansas City or the Plaza or somewhere in Overland Park, and I bumped into Travis Kelsey coming out of Golf Galaxy, and he sat there and chatted with me and my son for a few minutes. Like. That's that's where we're at with these guys, and I'm sure, like you mentioned, the Blues, the Cardinals, back in the day with the Rams, it was the same thing. It's just something about where we are in the Midwest that kind of produces that kind of attitude. Yeah, I really like that answer, and that's absolutely appropriate. Uh, Dana, last thing for you, just to circle back to this game before we go, is I know everybody talks about the Chiefs' offense and what's wrong or the Chiefs' offense and their explosiveness, but this is a really good defense, and Steve Spagnuolo has been able to coordinate it, guide it. Uh, They've held opponents to 24 points or fewer in each of their 10 games. Uh, That ties uh, two teams from way back when, 69 and 71, for the fourth longest streak to start a season. That's pretty good. Can, how good is this Chiefs defense? Uh, is it the key to getting back to the Super Bowl? How cool is it that we have the best quarterback in the league, the best tight end in the league, he's dating the most famous uh, singer in the league, and we talk about the defense. That's how good the defense is. Like, yeah. That's how good the defense is. That that story, although it's taken a few weeks, and that consistency that you mentioned, it's taken that long for everyone to realize that the defense isn't just another part of this team. It's a dominant part of this team, and it's actually won several football games for us and kept us in the other football games. I mean, we're 7-3, and three, and if it wasn't for three specific drops in the game, we'd be 10-0, and 0, and we'd still be talking about the defense. Chris Jones, the infusion of energy that he, he gave, the uh, second-year guys, Trent McDuffie, to me, is the defensive MVP for this team and should be a bona fide all-pro or Pro Bowl player. The way he's played the corner, both inside at the nickel position as well as outside. And to say that, how good is it to be a corner like Trent McDuffie? Be talked about, be ranked the highest-rated corner in the league, and he doesn't even have an interception. That's how good he is. Like, it's not about just picks for him. It's about playing the complete game with Jerry Sneed as well. And we don't have the Mizzou incredible linebacker, Nick Bolton. He's been out. So, like, you talk about in totality what this defense has meant to this team. It's been phenomenal. It's been a catalyst for us winning. And now we are in a position where Patrick Mahomes, although he has a lot of weight on his shoulders, we're still leaning on the defense to help us get to win ball games. 
That's Danon Hughes, whose Chiefs will be taking on the Raiders today on KMOX at 325. And I'll have you know that Danon was in town in St. Louis last month to support Ozzie Smith in his event. Yep. Ozzie and friends with Albert Pujols in the house at the Ritz-Carlton. So it was great to see you across the state. Hope to see more of you, Danon. We appreciate it very much. Well, thanks for having me, man. Hope you all had a great and blessed Thanksgiving and holidays coming up. And uh, feel free to call me anytime, bro. I appreciate it, and I'll check the schedule. I'm pretty sure you and I have at least one basketball game together. So, All right. <laughs> All right, buddy. There he is. Dane and Hughes with us. He calls the Valley Basketball on TV as well. He is the radio analyst for the Kansas City Chiefs. They take on the Raiders today on KMOX. Quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more football, circle back to a few other sports. Don't go anywhere. 1145 Mizzou fans, Cody Schrader, Lutheran South. University of Missouri, he will join us live. It's 1134 Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Graybar. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. It's 1137. Cody Schrader of the University of Missouri will join us at 1145. Great visits with Dane and Hughes, as well as Travis Ford. We are going to talk to John Moselock next week. He has promised us a visit from baseball's winter meetings. That will take place next Sunday, and he'll be joining us from Nashville. In the meantime, I had a chance to visit recently with Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. Well, the Cardinals have bulked up their rotation, and when I say bulk, I mean innings. They added some innings, didn't they? Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson have joined your team officially. Wanted to get your reaction to that news yesterday from John Moselock. Yes, it was definitely needed, and you said that these guys are definitely going to provide some innings. I had an opportunity um, with Mo to, to jump on with Lance and uh, talk through some things prior to signing him, and uh, it was a really good conversation as far as what he's looking for, uh, what we need, and then uh, was able to do the same with uh, with Gibson and uh, understand where he's at and, uh, and what he's looking for, and it, it was. Um, it was encouraging. Uh, one of the things you, is really hard to measure in this game is the combination of personalities that you put together for that clubhouse. And both of these guys really know what it looks like to win. And, and they, uh, although different in personality, they bring something to that clubhouse that's extremely important. And um, there's an edge to what they bring. There's accountability to what they bring. Um, but also the know-how. Uh, they're not wide-eyed. They've been in the league for a while and understand what this looks like. And with some of the young arms that we do have, um, having them come alongside them and show them what this looks like is important. Um, so we, we just added two guys that are going to be extremely helpful to what we're doing moving forward. Do you think uh, that their number of hits that they've given up is attributed to the number of innings that they pitched? Do those kind of go hand in hand? And my second part of that question is the, the lot of home runs given up by Lynn. I mean, there's no way around it. But does Bush Stadium help him in that way? Yeah, uh, good questions and fair question. I mean, yes, uh, more opportunity for for hits is definitely a correlation with the amount of innings you pitch. Um, but the conversations led around the, the why behind that and, and the things that they're looking to do differently um, this upcoming year. And, um, that was a big part of it. Lance is, is hungry um, to get back to, to being Lance Lynn, and there's some things that we are well aware of that we can help him with and things that he's aware of that he brought to the table in that conversation that, that are going to lead to more success. Uh, does Bush Stadium being a bigger ballpark, pitcher's park, help with the home runs? Absolutely, it helps every pitcher. 
Um, but there's some things, regardless of ballpark, that he's already addressing this offseason that are going to be extremely important. And uh, we have a high level of confidence that he's going to be able to address those. So um, the skill set on the field and what he brings from a personality standpoint, we're, it's needed. It, it, it's definitely needed. Got it. Um, I know that the Cardinals continue their pursuit of pitching. I won't ask you to speak on that. That's John Mozeliak's territory, so we'll we'll skip ahead to the next thing, and that is there are former Cardinals bench coaches all throughout this National League managing now. You, Schulte, uh, David Bell, Skip Schumacher. It's quite a list. Now here comes Daniel Descalzo. I mean, he's got he's got some leadership capabilities, doesn't he? And and quite knowledgeable of your organization and baseball in general. That's an understatement. I love the Scalzo. Um, man, I, I have a ton of respect for him. I wanted him on our staff. Um, we've uh, known each other for a long time, actually played together coming up through the system, and uh, I've always had a ton of respect for, for Scalzo. This is a guy that has a, a really good knowledge of the game. Um, his credibility in that clubhouse is is unbelievable and um he just holds people to a certain standard so there's going to be accountability there the, the grit that he brings to the table just everything about scouts man it, it just leads to being a, a really good coach um and this is a guy that's going to manage at some point uh i, I truly believe that um he has the skill set for it he communicates extremely well and I, i've been wanting this so being able to bring him over from arizona was a something we definitely wanted to do, and I'm glad we were able to pull it off. Just a final thing for you in this last uh, 30 seconds or so, but uh, your feelings so far heading into this offseason, we, we still feel pretty early. I know that you have a desire to turn things around that uh, last year did not sit well with you. Now that you've been able to sort of digest what happened, uh, how do you feel about your club moving forward? I feel really good, Tom. Um, there's some things that we're we're addressing internally with with our group, and I've been able to have some really good conversations with some of the leaders on our on our club. And um, from uh, acquisition of the two guys that we just discussed, like there's the pieces are starting to come together. And like Mo said, it's not done. Um, we're continuing to do our our, our jobs, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, we're taking some really good steps in the right direction. Thank you for the time. Appreciate you calling in on KMOX. Have a great Thanksgiving, you and Amber and your family, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Appreciate you, Tom. Thank you. That was my visit with uh, Ollie Marmel just before Thanksgiving, and appreciate him being with us on KMOX. That was on Wednesday. Since then, the Cardinals have been quiet. They did, as we mentioned in that conversation, add Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. There is more to come. They've made that very clear that there's more to come, and Ollie actually said that in that conversation there. I found it curious, a couple of things. One, that they recognize something in Lance Lynn that they think can help him, and he has also recognized something in his own pitching that he thinks he can improve. That was part of the reason that they felt comfortable and he felt comfortable with them in bringing him in. So we'll see what that is. He did acknowledge, and as I mentioned, I mean, there's no other way around it. He gave up 44 home runs last year. It's a lot but that there is something there that they think that they can fix. And the other thing in that conversation uh, was his enthusiasm for Daniel Descalzo and what they could end up doing together, his familiarity with Descalzo. It certainly sounds like Ali is in a good place and that he wanted Descalzo to be part of this experience moving forward. So they are going to be back together as Descalzo will be the bench coach for Ali Marmel. A lot of work to do uh, for the Cardinals, for Ali Marmel, and for this team. 
But they have pitching to acquire. A new starter is certainly on the agenda, a top-tier starter, and somebody to add to that bullpen as well. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Missouri running back Cody Schrader, the St. Louis and the Louis. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Lutheran South product. That's next on KMOX. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. 1147 Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. What a treat to be joined by Cody Schrader, the running back at the University of Missouri, is the SEC's leading rusher. 1,489 yards on the ground. He is 115 yards away from the all-time single-season mark held by Tyler Beatty, and there's still a game left on the schedule. We'll find out about that on December 3rd when they announce the Bulls. They're also going to be having uh, Eli Drinkwitz on this very show that day. The head coach of the Missouri Tigers will be with us. But this week, it's Cody Schrader. Cody, it is great to have you on KMOX. How are you doing? I'm doing well, yeah. Thank you uh, so much for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. First of all, we are blasting this signal all throughout St. Louis. So if they're not listening now, we'll make sure that they go back and listen to it because I know you have a lot of family and friends throughout this town. Very proud of you. When you think of St. Louis, what do you think about? Yeah, I just think of home, you know, and I've been 
very blessed to stay, you know, in the state of Missouri. You know, I got to go to Truman State, which, you know, is close to home. And then I got to go play for Mizzou this for my final two years. And um, just when I look back to St. Louis, man, I think of home and just thankful for the opportunity and thankful for the support of the fans that we have in St. Louis. When you played at Lutheran South, you I've seen video of you because uh, people shared it with me that you were – adopting that running style then you were hard to bring down people knew you were going to be successful some way somehow how did you develop that style of running and when did you know that you could be a successful running back yeah you know I didn't pl- uh, start playing football till eighth grade and um, I got to run the football and I just kind of always kind of had that running style I was you know I was always a bigger kid and um, I was never you know the shifty guy it was more just the one cut get downhill and um, find the end zone and sprint as fast as you can to it. So I've kind of always had that running style um, as I kind of look back of, you know, my career when I was a kid and um, when, you know, then when I got to high school and at Truman and now at Mizzou, it's always kind of been something um, that I had and I knew power and um, just running downhill, getting north and south was a strength of mine. So I really just kind of bought into that and kind of developed my training around that as well. Tell me about the experience at Truman, knowing now that you're going to be carrying the ball there and what that was like for you after your high school days at Lutheran South. Yeah, I think it was awesome. Um, I think it was a great place to grow up. Um, as you know, it was a small town filled with really good people and kind people. Uh, I think Coach Nez was a huge mentor in my life, especially um, developing me as a football player, whether that was pass protection, whether that was just learning the game of football. Um, you know, I made some amazing friends, um, had great four roommates and, you know, still friends with them to the day. So I think it was just an awesome opportunity to grow up, kind of mature into a man. And then when I was ready to transfer, you know, I was able to do so. But, yeah, I love that town, love everybody that's a part of it and definitely will call that home um, just as much as I call Mizzou home. From your perspective, if you could, your transfer to Missouri, how that developed and what that was like for you. Yeah, so, you know, I ended up having a really good year at Truman my last year there. And, you know, I just kind of was sitting on the couch one day and then, you know, really just started doing research on the transfer portal. And I heard that, you know, you could enter it at any time. And then if you didn't even find a school that, you know, maybe you didn't want to go to or you didn't think was, you know, what you wanted, um, that you could still go back to your previous school. So I kind of always had that in mind. And, um, you know, then I just made the decision with my dad to enter the portal um, and then, you know, nothing really came out of it. You know, I was, I was, I was expecting to maybe have some bigger division one schools. Maybe, you know, they saw that I could produce and that I've matured and, you know, had some good film, uh, but no really big schools, you know, kind of came after me and, you know, kind of disappointed and, you know, kind of look, sitting there looking at my dad was like, you know, this isn't what I expected. I thought, uh, you know, maybe some bigger schools, you know, would come out and offer me. And then, um, Mizzou ended up having a walk-on opportunity. You know, they had some running backs leave. You know, Tyler Beatty, that was his last season. They had another kid named Dawson Downey um, that was there. So, you know, they had a spot um, to bring me in. And, you know, when they said that they had a walk-on opportunity, I didn't talk to Coach Drink. I didn't talk to the running back coach. I didn't talk to anybody. Um, I just felt that, you know, in my heart it was the right move at the right time. Wow. What a cool thing. So, because, I mean, those of us used to fling the football around in the yard, dreamed of wearing, you know, the black and gold, and then here you are. So how did they welcome you in? Was it hard at first? I mean, did they say, all right, Schrader, there's your locker, you know, good luck. Or, or was there a good support for you early on? Uh, yeah, they were extremely kind to me. Um, you know, they, they, I could tell they didn't know who I was, um, you know, and they weren't expecting me, you know, I don't even think coach loop knew I was coming. And, you know, I think he said before he never watched tape. 
of, you know, to see if I could be a productive running back or if I could help the team. You know, I was just kind of a guy that was walking on. Um, but, you know, the team kind of embraced me right away, and I think that was the super cool part about it, and that's why I felt it was the right decision at that moment just because even during winter workouts and spring football and stuff like that, you know, started making friends, starting to kind of prove myself, in the you know, in the workouts and try to develop as a leader as early as I could. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely um, not as – you know, as you know, if I was a scholarship guy, I still had to work my way up from the very bottom and had to prove myself and build that trust and respect. But I wouldn't have it uh, any other way because, uh, then, you know, then I was voted team captain this year. And I think um, me starting as a, out as a walk-on really proved to my teammates, um, you know, who I was and, you know, the person that I am. That's a really good point. This is Cody Schrader, the Mizzou running back with us on KMOX. I took my daughter to the Memphis game at the Dome, and then my wife and daughter went to the Tennessee game. But I want to touch on Memphis first because that was the one where I got to see you run it in person. And your style of running, as you just mentioned, downhill, um, you're, you're dishing out punishment at the end. That, that was my take on you also was your speed getting through the hole. Um, but was there a little extra in you because you were in St. Louis? What was that experience like playing at the Dome? Yeah, you know, it was an awesome experience. Definitely a little extra in me. Um, it didn't start off, you know, great for me. I think the second drive I fumbled in our mm-hmm. own, um, you know, own territory and, you know, set up Memphis to end up scoring two plays later. Um, so I faced a little adversity in the beginning, you know, and during that game I can just remember just kind of talking to myself as like, this is your only opportunity to prove yourself to St. Louis and like, this can't be how they remember you. So definitely coming out of halftime, I was more really fired up and, you know, I had a pretty good second half and ended up, you know, playing pretty well and we won the game, but um, just to play in St. Louis and play in front of my family and friends and not just for me, but everybody, um, you know, a lot of people on offense particularly are, you know, from St. Louis. So it definitely meant a lot to us and you could tell everyone really wanted to play well and, you know, give it their all because they wanted to make sure everybody's families were proud of, um, you know, us and as a team. And uh, we know, that you know getting a fan base in st louis is going to be huge for mizzou so we know we had to put on a good show and you know i think we just did just that you had some you beat vanderbilt and you had some big runs against lsu in a wild game that you all ended up losing you came right back at kentucky and won a tough one on the road the south carolina game at home was a good one for you 159 yards on the ground uh, the Georgia game, of course, where you're in the national spotlight and playing the number one team in the nation. But I'm going to go back to this Tennessee game and the sight of seeing you, first of all, as the first SEC player uh, ever to have 200 yards on the ground and 100 plus through the air. But to see you lifted in the air by your teammates and that whole feeling after a dominant win over a known SEC commodity like Tennessee had to have been a dream come true. Yeah, it definitely was. And I think that's what the game of football is all about. It's about the team. It's about the brotherhood. It's about the guys that you go to work with every day because you, you know, it's a true family because you spend every single day together, right? And there's ups and downs. And, um, you know, during that game, being able to get lifted up by my teammates and just seeing the love and appreciation that they had for me was something that was extremely special. And, you know, that's why I love the game of football, you know, because you get moments like that that you're going to remember forever um, with your teammates. And that's what's really uh, what really matters. It's not about the wins and losses because, you know, they come. Um, it's about the brotherhood and the bonds that you create because that's going to last, 
you know, very long time. And I know when we come back in five, ten years, um, we'll remember these games and remember this this season because it's definitely one for all of us to remember. You ran for 148 against Florida, 217 against Arkansas, and this is the final thing for you is that after that game, uh, Eli Drinkowitz jumped into that post game and said, right here, this guy, Heisman candidate. Why aren't we talking more about him as a Heisman candidate? What was your feeling? I saw you glance over at him a couple of times. What was your feeling uh, at that moment from your coach? Yeah, you know, definitely didn't expect him to, you know, say that, but definitely grateful and honored just for him to think of me at that caliber of a player. And um, like I said, I, I've never been big in the individual accolades. And, um, you know, I'm more worried about our offensive line winning the Joe Moore Award and, uh, you know, other players, you know, getting um, awards that they deserve of. And, you know, it's a, an honor to always be even in the discussion of a Heisman um, candidate or, you know, whatever happens or having your own coach and players and teammates believe in you that you're that type of player. And, you know, I think that just meant a, a lot to me because I know how much work I've put into this and to be able to even have a, you know, an SEC head coach uh, have that type of belief in me is uh, extremely special. Cody, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Good luck in your next matchup, whoever you may play. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Cody Schrader with us on KMOX. Thanks for joining us. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.